Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, controversial and emotional topic today, but I feel the need to address it. I am seeing so much crazy stuff these days. I feel like the landscape of fertility has changed dramatically uh, since the pandemic began. And I'm seeing strange cases of men having suddenly no sperm in their samples or really bad quality. I'm seeing tons of implantation failure of healthy embryos for no particular reason. I'm also seeing a lot of women going more quickly into menopause or having had um, more quickly diminished ovarian reserve or premature ovarian failure. So there are multiple things going on these days. One of the things is um, the coronavirus itself. And this is a weird virus. It has multiple effects in the body. It can go and travel to different systems and attack different systems. And it seems to behave like different from person to person. So it's, it's kind of hard to, to measure it. That said, I did some research, you know, and alongside my own clinical observations and those of, you know, colleagues in the medical field and others in my field, uh, I've, I've pulled together this podcast to just shed some light and maybe give some direction. And obviously it's going to, you know, contain my opinion. So let's talk a little bit about first what like the coronavirus or COVID does. It invades the target cell by binding to ACE2, which is widely expressed in the ovaries, uterus, vagina, and placenta. So it makes sense that the COVID virus is would interrupt female fertility through regulating ACE2. And, and that makes it a bit more essential to investigate how, if and how, it can hamper female fertility, given that there is no systematic and comprehensive evidence on the association between COVID-19 and female fertility. There's some, I think, on male fertility, and I've I'm going to get into that too, but, you know, I spoke with a urologist. It was an interview on this podcast and he was saying that, you know, when a, when a man has a fever from COVID or really from anything, then it's ideal to wait like three months, you know, for those sperm cells to regenerate because they are messed up from the fever. And, COVID is particularly inflammatory. It leaves behind inflammation that can last and last. It's not like most other viruses. Very notably, this ACE2 that I was just talking about where COVID binds to, um, it's highly expressed in the ovaries 
and published reports suggest that ACE2 is expressed in stromal cells, granulosa cells, and oocytes in immature rat ovaries. This is important because ACE2 regulates follicular development and ovulation, so the growth of our follicles, our ovulation, regulates the luteal angiogenesis and generation, you know, like how we're able to produce progesterone, for example, and affects the regular changes in the endometrial tissue and embryo development. So that's both how things would attach, if they would attach, and also the quality and quantity of our embryos. Basically, ACE2 plays a regulatory role in reproduction, and considering these factors, COVID may interrupt um, female fertility by attacking ovarian tissue or damaging endometrial epithelial cells. So basically, COVID can attack both the ovaries and the eggs, and it can attack the endometrial cells, so your uterine lining and your uterine receptivity could be affected. And that's why I, I feel like one of the reasons why maybe I'm seeing more implantation failure in healthy women with PGT-tested embryos, but there, there's, still, there's other stuff going on. COVID is just one. Another component of our body, it's called Basigin, BSG. Um, it's one of the most crucial receptors in the body for COVID-19 um, that mediates its entry into host cells. So BSG is expressed not only in the uterus and in the stroma and the granulosa cells of the ovary, but BSG may also play a role in follicular development, corpus luteum formation. Corpus luteum is what produces progesterone and embryo implantation. So again, we're seeing that, you know, COVID travels to these areas and can potentially affect everything from the development of your eggs um, to implantation. As I mentioned earlier, we know that COVID causes inflammation. It, it can impair the immune system. Like it literally can start making the immune system act crazy and might alter the function of the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis. And so, you know, I'm seeing in some women when they have COVID, maybe they have a change in their cycle. So maybe their cycle becomes longer. Maybe they bleed more frequently. Uh, maybe it becomes irregular. Usually it goes back to normal, luckily. Um, and I've seen the same thing happen with the vaccine, by the way. So it's not just COVID. Sex steroids, so like our, you know, hormones are potent immune modulators. So progesterone and androgen concentrations are likely to influence the immune response and inflammatory outcomes of COVID-19. So our basically our hormonal makeup is interacting with COVID-19. Basically, we just don't, we don't know the extent of what this thing is doing, um, but it's doing something. And it's only with time that we're, we're seeing more come. And I have never seen fertility clinics in New York City be as busy as they are right now. I have in my entire career, which is now a couple decades, not seen that they are telling people they can't do their cycle for a couple months because they can't fit them in. With all of the centers in this city, like how is that even happening? But everybody's very hesitant to peg it on something because there's not enough evidence. You know, you're never going to hear a doctor say out loud or in public or very rarely 
um, that there's an association unless there's been a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, which is what I was reviewing today before I made this podcast um, and where I got some of this information from. Um, but we need to draw some attention to it so that we can take action because I, I actually do believe that there's a solution. I'm not making this podcast to be all scary and say, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, you know, there's going to be a decline in our fertility completely and there's nothing we can do and we're under attack. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to kind of give the basis for why I'm going to give the recommendations that I'm going to give at the end of this podcast. My mission is to provide you with the information you need to conceive a healthy pregnancy. My book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, is a comprehensive guide to getting pregnant via natural and integrative methods. It's available for pre-sale now on Target, Amazon, and Walmart, and officially launches March 21st. In it, I share strategies to get pregnant using nutrition, supplements, herbs, and more. Whether you're trying naturally or via IVF, this book delivers the goods. So I know I mentioned it before, but sperm is also susceptible to viral attack and, and COVID definitely impacts male fertility. You know, we've definitely seen change in quality. We see a higher rate of DNA um, fragmentation, more morphology issues, more just like dead sperm. It, it significantly affects the count um, in the short term. It has also been reported that COVID-19 is usually accompanied by high levels of interleukin interleukin-6 and 8, and tumor necrosis factor A and other cytokines, so inflammatory factors. These are inflammatory factors, which trigger a procoagulant state that is unfavorable for the development of the blastocyst fetus in a normal human uterus. If we think about inflammation and how it behaves, it, it can thicken the blood. You know, it can start to affect the blood flow. And if we're affecting the blood flow, we're affecting fertility on many levels. Um, we know we've seen, you know, more inflammation left behind by this virus. We've seen cases of long COVID. Um, and so, you know, if we just think about it in terms of like, even without having like, you know, 10,000 double blind placebo control trials, if we see lingering effects of this virus in a good number of people and we see changes in, in the menstrual cycle, and we see changes in sperm, like why, why wouldn't we be taking this a little bit more seriously? An epidemiological study demonstrated that coronaviruses could have adverse effects on fetuses and, uh, and infants, including preterm delivery, intrauterine growth restriction, spontaneous abortion, and even death. Moreover, studies have documented the presence of COVID across the placenta, even in pregnant patients with mild COVID-19 disease, potentially leading to fetal growth restriction and other pregnancy complications. So, you know, tons of people get COVID when they're pregnant. I was pregnant during the pandemic and we'll never know the effects, at least not for years and years and years. And I don't think that it means that if you're trying to get pregnant now or pregnant now that you need to hide from the world. I don't think that that's the case. I also am not a proponent for having, you know, every booster available to, um, you know, the society being done constantly because I think that there are issues with that too, and that would be an entirely other podcast. My, you know, more natural and holistic and logical approach to this pandemic on every level not just as it pertains to fertility, but of course that is the topic that we are here for now, is to stay healthy, to focus on your health, 
is not to have, uh, you know, a bunch of injections, take a bunch of medications. It is not to do that. There are some medications that we've seen to be helpful in certain cases of um, COVID infection, like steroids, for example, for some people to prevent the inflammation from getting out of control. In fact, I surmise we're going to see a lot more immunotherapy used for embryo transfers where there's failed implantation, repeated failed implantation, because you know some of it may be involving the immune system. We're probably going to see more blood thinners if we see that you know the women's blood is getting thicker for whatever reason. I recommend eating an anti-inflammatory diet, a low-acid diet, one that doesn't have a lot of saturated fat, the one that, especially from animals, one that doesn't, doesn't have trans fat, fried food, um, inflammatory foods, processed foods, sugar, alcohol. I do not recommend these things, particularly now. I recommend a diet high in um, plant plant sources. Not I'm a completely vegetarian diet. I'm not I'm not saying that that that's what you need to do, but I'm recommending eating a hell of a lot more vegetables than maybe you're used to, and maybe a lot less of the other stuff. I recommend not having a lot of refined foods, and um, you'll see you know, upcoming podcasts where I talk about that. You'll see past podcasts where I've talked a lot about that. I have a course on eating for uh, fertility that focuses a lot on the anti-inflammatory aspect. My book is coming out in a few weeks. It's already for pre-sale online, the Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. That goes in deep into my dietary recommendations and how to control immune factors um, with your diet. You know, especially important cases like endometriosis, where you have an autoimmune fertility issue, or blood clotting factors, or another autoimmune type of disease. But it's important for everybody, honestly, especially now. Uh, I really highly recommend taking certain vitamins in this era for prevention. Vitamin C, if you have an onset of an infection, I love quercetin. I love zinc for hormonal health. I love probiotics, omega-3 to keep inflammation down. I love these supplements, especially in this day and age. If you get COVID, so take some of those supplements that I just recommended, particularly quercetin and zinc and vitamin D. Those are great. Do not let the inflammation settle in. If you get it, go to acupuncture, go see an herbalist, go seek out help to make sure that this doesn't get deep into your body and does not stick around because as you have seen with long COVID, it sticks around for some people badly. Use the natural medicine, use the supplements, use the healthy diet. It's not about hiding out. It's not about avoiding the world. It's about learning how to optimize the state of your body so that these things don't affect you in the way that they can if you're not in as good of health. And if you just had COVID, then maybe Think about clearing everything out and resetting before you start your fertility treatment, before you do a transfer. I've had patients that the husband has COVID and then has gone to give his sperm to fertilize the eggs and then the sperm is crappy and it leads to poor outcomes. I've had, you know, women have COVID and then, you know, a good embryo doesn't implant. We will never know for sure if that was it, but it certainly could be. So if you have you know, these precious attempts, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot on your body, sometimes for some people, if insurance doesn't cover it, it's a lot of money, so just be thoughtful, 
about how you're approaching it. Obviously, if you need help with how to handle COVID, um, you know, you're always welcome to contact us at the Naturna Institute or uh, get a bespoke order from I Love Junk Juice, info at I Love Junk Juice or junkjuicemagic.com. We do a lot of herbal medicine for COVID. There's a uh, a great formula called Xiao Chai Hutang that's really good for lingering inflammation. And that can be mixed with other formulas like Shui Fuju Yutang that are really good for um, inflammation in the reproductive system. So there's so much we can do. This is really the wheelhouse of holistic methods of natural medicine. And, and I just, you know, I just want, I don't want you to be afraid, but I also want you to take it seriously enough that um, you're making sure to take care of yourself in a thoughtful, mindful way whilst you're um, in your, you know, preconception stage or once you've already conceived. Thanks for joining. Until next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.